Welcome to From a Particular Point of View. Hi, I'm Dale. This is a podcast where we dig through the garbage and look at American life and times from a perspective of faith. There's only one God, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. We're on a mission from God. Politics. Why should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Entertainment. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it any more than you men. And nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm pretty proud of it. It will test your head and your mind and your brain, too. Why are you here? There must be a reason for you to be here. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. How dare you? How dare you? Lighten up, Francis. six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Get off my wall. So sit back, literally or figuratively, and enjoy American life and times from a particular point of view. Hello everyone, once again, welcome to From a Particular Point of View, I am Dale. Um, if you need to like, get a hold of me, res- response, comments, questions, ideas, you know, watercoolercomments at hotmail.com or watercoolercomments at hotmail.com or you can leave a response on YouTube or Rumble or that's if they don't delete me, they've <clears throat> deleted a few of these podcasts on um on on youtube so it's like um <laughs> it's like uh, every week i really can't tell um if they're going to delete me or not i really don't know because what youtube considers offensive and what i consider offensive of course are two very different things i guess anyway um <clears throat> so uh yeah once again um i'm dale uh, this is from a particular point of view, my point of view, of course. <laughs> watercooler comments at hotmail.com or watercooler comments at gmail.com is how you can email me and um, leave comments in the Rumble area and the Rumble on YouTube. Um, I think I'm also on Spotify and Apple. There's a few others anyway. So, with that out of the way, um, as promised, I will do a review on the Sound of Freedom. But before then, um, we're going to get two news bits, as per usual. And before that, which I've gotten the idea of getting of liking, is reading a few quotes here from from from, from people. Uh, the one quote is uh, from Denzel Washington: "Anything you practice, you you get good at, including BS." The other one: "If you don't read the papers, you're not informed. If you do read the papers, you're misinformed." Other one, I don't know who said this originally, but I like it. Sin will take you further than you want to go, make you stay longer than you want to stay, and it'll cost more than you want to spend. Of course, the last one by Frank Rizzo, that conservative is a liberal who's been robbed. I mean, yeah, I think I was a liberal when I was real young, but that was when I was, well, young and stupid. <laughs> anyway, 
with that. Uh, I, I don't know how long this was going to be. I, it depends on the rants I go on, but um, I get a... And, it's going to be a busy weekend for me, which is why I'm doing this on Thursday instead of Friday or Saturday, because it's going to be kind of hectic, so i got to get this out of the way so I can concentrate on other things. Again, as per normal, um, the news of the week. Uh, and it's interesting how... Now, maybe I'm not paying attention to it, because I know there's some news that I missed. Um, I know that I think sometime this week was... Nikolai Tesla's birthday, which I thought that was kind of cool. And then today, I think, is the birthday of the the Webb Telescope, which is kind of cool. Um, I think today was also the birth... This is an interesting mix there of the two nerd universes, you could say. Because today, I believe, is Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart's birthday. And today is also, I think, Han Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> Anzola's birthday, Nana Jones' birthday, you get the idea. Harrison Ford, I believe it's his birthday too. So it's kind of putting Star Trek and Star Wars together, two main characters. Anyway, I heard this um, yesterday, the day before. Apparently, Dylan Mulvaney, remember him? He was the uh, the guy who was trying to become a girl. Not a woman, but a girl. He acts like a twit. He, because it is a guy. He's the guy that uh, that pretty much tanked Bud Light stocks by promoting the beer. And the funny thing is, is that uh, I guess they some CEO twit did this to appeal to more of a frat boy lifestyle. I don't know. I I know several rednecks, and they drink Bud Light. That was a redneck beer. I don't know where they got the idea of drinking Bud Light of the frat boys do that because. Frat boys who go to college, if they're frat boys, chances are they're either on a scholarship or they got rich parents. They don't have to drink Bud Light. They can drink something else. Anyway, so apparently because Dylan Mulvaney has gotten so many threats on his life, he has fled to Peru. <laughs> so, um, this is a bunch of horseradish, so to speak, considering that you know if Dylan Mulvaney actually did have threats on his life, you know, the media would be covering the snot out of it. The media would report on every single one of them, and the media would demand that whoever threatened him would be put in prison, stocks, hanged, whatever. You get the idea. But I don't know about you, but I've heard nothing at all about Dylan Mulvaney getting a threat about anybody from anybody to anybody for anything. So... That that's he's, if he even did go to Peru. I mean, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But anyway, I heard that. I had to chuckle because oh, he could be he he feared for his life, so he fled to Peru. It's like why to Peru? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I mean, of all the countries in the world, Peru. Eh, okay, whatever. Anyway, it's been all over the news the last few days. Biden's trip to Europe. You know, I'd seen pieces of it here and there, and he looks like a feeble little old man. He looks worthless. It just, oh, it's, what a, how embarrassing for this country to have former Vice President Joe Biden represent the United States on this trip. Um, apparently he went there to kiss butt. One of the reasons why he didn't went there to kiss butt with King Charles, because he didn't make King Charles' coronation. And as I understand it, the people of Great Britain really don't like Joe Biden. I have to agree with him. I don't like him either. He's a, he's a, yeah, anyway, you get the, 
I can't think of right now a good word to call him. Um, that wouldn't be too ugly. You get the idea. Um, and he also went there to enforce climate change, which does not exist. Man-made climate change as the client, as the climate change Zionites or Zions or whatever you want to call them believe it does not exist. The world's not melting. The ice caps aren't melting. We're not going to fry and we're not, the world's not going to get destroyed. It's all a myth. Um, there might be some change in climate over the years. I mean, as I recall, I think there was a Time Magazine article back, what, 30, 40 years ago that said we're heading to an ice age, and now the Earth's going to fry? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so he was doing that, and also he went over there to, to promote his will for the Ukraine area. And I, I have to think that, to say that, he goes over there, he's not, I mean, he is promoting promoting help to the Ukraine, but I'm also think he wants to he wants to make sure he gets that ten percent. Remember that? Ten percent for the big guy, remember that? Well, as I understand, Ukraine is very corrupt. And when you pour money, pour, pour, pour billions of dollars into their economy and pour billions of dollars into military hardware, you can sell that off. You can use it. You can do whatever. And according to I guess the agreements, Joe Biden gets 10%. So imagine billions of billions and billions of dollars just by us alone, um, and he gets 10% of that. Isn't that, that? That's a heck of a scam, isn't it? Why can't I think of stuff like that? Why? Because I'm not a criminal. Anyway, so I don't like the idea of him going over there and promising all this money to Ukraine, because I didn't approve of it. I mean, we helped them out a little bit, but I'd say we... Not cut them off, but slow down a heck of a lot. That's just, yeah. Anyway, um, I heard this on the news also that, in case you don't know, one of the jobs of the vice president, as I understand, the vice president is the is the president of the Senate. Uh, Pretty much the vice president, no matter who that is, is the boss of the Senate. So if there's a split in the Senate when it comes to votes, the vice president goes in there and their vote... um, is the deciding vote in the Senate. And I guess um, Kamala Harris has broke the record with the most votes to, you know, with the most votes in the Senate. Now, to my knowledge, that's only supposed to be under dire circumstances. You're not supposed to, you, you're not supposed to, to, to do that as a common practice. If you get that many votes that the, the, the vice president has to vote, they need to go back there and vote on it again and keep on voting. Uh, to my knowledge, to my understanding, the vice president to vote on a bill is like a last resort. I mean, if you can't get that, if you try and try and try and try and can't get a bill through, then you contact the vice president. Other than that, you just keep on trying. So, of course, they're going to shove whatever they want through, the most socialistic, Marxist, evil crap you can think of. So anyway, she, I guess, broke a record for the most votes in the Senate, which she shouldn't be, but yeah, that's her. Um... I spoke about this last week, about it, it's taken them a week, the the White House and I guess this the you know Secret Service, a week of investigation for that little baggie. Where I don't know how much cocaine it was, but they'd found some cocaine, and I don't remember them saying exactly how much cocaine was found. I don't recall that, 
but there was cocaine found. I guess they had it tested. Yep, it's cocaine. I kind of wonder if there's a guy like maybe a lab guy, dip his, like in the movies, you know, dip your finger in the bag and yep, it's cocaine <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, but after a week of intense investigation, they found nothing. No video, no DNA, no fingerprints. They found nothing after a week. This is this blows my mind because I mean, face it, this is the most secure building on the planet, with the most intense, most high, the most highest highest tech. You get the idea with the best tech in the world when it comes to surveillance. So I'm sure they have uh, microphones, cameras, the best of the best, and. I think I heard somewhere that um, of all the places in that area, that one place—this is cracks me up—that one single place where the cocaine was, the cocaine was discovered, there were no cameras there. I mean, I find that hard to, to believe. Again, they went through a week of investigation and found nothing whatsoever. No, no, no thoughts, no suspects, no nothing. Which means once again that the Biden crime family has used their influence to get Hunter off the hook. Because, to my knowledge, I mean, and I guess the thought was, why don't you just give him a, a drug test? They're going to give him a drug test. They're not going to do that. Once again, the Biden crime family uses their influence to clear up. I mean, I mean, it's there might be um, some, maybe some staff workers in the White House who might be doing, who might be doing cocaine. They might, there might be. I don't know. But we know Hunter Biden is a cocaine addict. We know that. So the only logical explanation, of course, is that Joe Biden brought the dope in. There's also rumors that maybe Kamala Harris did it because of how she talks. When she gets blabbing and blabbing, when she gets doing her word salad, somebody I heard somebody calling on a talk show and said, yeah, I, I have an idea. I think Kamala Harris is doing the, is doing the coke because how, how else can she talk like that and without a good reason? It's like, hey, that's, that's a really interesting thought. Hmm, that's... Okay, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, anyway, you just you just know that if this was Trump in there, and if they suspected Don Jr. was doing it, you know they would have torn that place apart and would not stop until they find something about something. They 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 would have made it up to do that. But as I understand it, after today, the matter is closed. They're just closing the case. Nothing was found. No proof, no evidence, no nothing. Boom, case closed. At least for the White House. Now, what happens in the House, I heard they're going to keep it going, but yeah, who knows. Anyway, with that, I was going to put up a piece of, of a sound bite intro into the movie, but I didn't quite get that far. I got a lot of things in my mind going on here. Um, oh yeah, I, I almost forgot. The one last piece here is, um, is I actually listened to... Um, did you know that C-SPAN has an app? They do. Um, actually, I thought about this about two or three weeks ago because uh, I, I got tired of, of, of watching these things on, on YouTube or through news channels or whatever. So I looked it up, and sure enough, C-SPAN has an app. And I was watching some of the Christopher Ray FBI hearings, and it blows my mind how much this guy lies. Because you know, you know he's protecting the Bidens. You know he is. And he uh, he was flat out asked, are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. Really? Really? <laughs> I mean, you could say, sit there with a straight face and say no and lie to the people like that. 
I guess he can because he's done it. I mean, I you know what cracks me up is is even though I wasn't watching the video, I, I was listening to it. And I was working today, and I can always tell who's asking the questions. Because when the Democrats would ask a questions, they would they would they would butter them up. The very first thing they would do is 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 um, is FBI Director Ray. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you, thank you for your service. And I'm sorry for the ridicule, the ridiculous ridicule that you're getting from these from people across the aisle. But thank you for your service. <laughs> it's only from Democrats, of course. But it was just ridiculous. I mean, the questions they asked were obvious questions. That I mean, duh. It's known. I mean, the Twitter files, proof, it's all over the place. And he's just like, flat out, no, that's not true. That didn't happen. No, no, no. It's like, oh, my God. So I was just like, oh. eventually, eventually, they finally shut down for the day. They went on recess or quit for the day. But when I was listening to it, it's like, you got to be kidding me, really. That's just out, outrageous is, is, is not even the word for it. It's flabbergasted. Anyway, you get the idea. Enough adjectives. So with that, my friends, um... Now, originally, um, I, I knew what the sound of freedom was going to be like, and I was a little bit worried about it. I didn't know what I would see. I didn't know um, what kind of scenes there were. Uh, I knew it was about child trafficking. And I know with people who are evil, you know, when it comes to buying children, um, you buy children when evil men... When evil people buy children, it's usually for one of two reasons, or both reasons. One, for slave labor, which they do that still all over the world, not just, you know, all over the world they do that. But they also do it, unfortunately, for sexual pleasure, which is disgusting beyond beyond measure. It's just flat-out disgusting. And um, one thing I did like about this movie is that Jim Caviezel, you know, the guy who played Jesus in, um, in Passion of the Christ... He starred in it, and he played, um, let's see here, uh, he played, well, it was, the movie is based on a true story, um, and it was, uh, let's see, it, he was playing the part of, uh, I gotta find the right one here, <clears throat> he's playing the part of a, a FBI agent, um, of Tim Ballard, and, <clears throat> The movie pretty much begins with a little girl singing in her room. I think it was in Mexico or some city south of the of the American border. And she's she's got a flip flops so and she's tapping on a box or something and singing. And she just she's doing what what little girls do, uh, preteen girls. She's just sitting singing to herself, beating out this little tune. Just you know, that's how it begins. And apparently, um, this woman sees her and goes to their house. And and gives a uh, a pamphlet to, to her father and to the, the children, saying that these children are beautiful. They would do such good job. They'd be they are good enough to be models. So please, she's talking to the father. Please bring your children to this address so we can see if they would they would be a good fit for our modeling agency. We really need some good, beautiful children. They they can make a lot of money. They could really help you out. So bring the children to this place. Anyway, uh, the other scene also was, it's, well, I, actually, it's like, so he does, of course, and the woman who uh, originally went to their house says, no, we, we like to, for parents to stay out of this room to make it easier for us to, to, 
to study the children without influence of the parents. He's like, well, okay. So she says, well, come back at this time, sharp, whatever that time was, I forget, and you can come back for your children. Well, he came back exactly at that time, and everything was empty and dark. Nobody around anywhere. Later on, it shows, next scene, I think, I believe, it shows a creepy little dude in the room uh, typing out, um, uh, getting ready to send off a um, a bunch of files of, 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 of little children, uh, I guess for pedophiles, and they're trying to find this guy and arrest him, of course. But they didn't want to alarm him because the second that you alarm him, he'll shut down the feed and you lose everything. So they went in there and they busted in the door, knocked the guy down, and and they arrested him. And one thing that really just got me, um, is just now this movie here, prepare yourself if you if you haven't seen it yet, prepare yourself because I know with me, it brought out just. Um, it twisted my stomach. It made me. It didn't make me want to throw. Well, it did make me throw up, but not bad. I just felt just this. Ooh, this gross, this disgusting feeling in my stomach of, because you know people do this. You just don't like thinking about it. You know, so it's just it's just incredibly amazing. You know, and, and you know about that, and also when because they don't really show anything. I think the movie is rated um, PG thirteen, so they don't show anything really, really bad, but you get the idea what they're trying to say. And there's one scene of it, well, I guess the FBI, what they have to do is they have to, I, according to this scene, I don't know how true it is, I don't know, maybe it's, is, is what I guess they have to do is someone has to visibly actually watch these videos and then digitally document what is going on in these videos. Well, t- Tim Ballard, in this, in this one scene, is watching this video documenting and he's you can see the reflection of the glare of the monitor off of his eye because the the, the camera zoomed in right at his eye and the more he's watching it the more you can see how it affects him because his eyes get watered up and soon a teardrop forms just rolls down his face you know because what he's looking at is i believe he's looking at a little boy and how again any any adult can do that to a little boy to any children is just and it just it's mind blowing. I mean, it just dis- disgusting. Is doesn't even come close to. I mean, because there's some scenes in here where they show, you know, what what happens or what can happen, and what I want to do is just put a bullet in their head. You know, and not not just to kind of. But now I know it's against Christian thinking because you're not supposed you're supposed to forgive, but. Still, when when it's this disgusting and this gross, you you want to you want to shoot them, and not just so it leaves some cute little hole out there. You want to shoot them with a kind of weapon, the kind of round that'll pretty much decimate their their, their cranium, just gone, and you know fall over. But it, it's just um, the movie is put this way for how it ended, how it went, for the emotions you feel. Um, the movie to me was probably the best movie I've seen in a long time. Um, I just rest, I just read a piece by Jim Caviezel saying about how this movie was the second best movie he's ever done. I mean, of course, second best next to the Passion of the Christ, but Jim Caviezel's got a really good habit. Well, I'm not sure if it's a habit, but really good way of getting himself into really intense movies. Um, of course, both of them are based on true stories. Well. The Passion of the Christ, 
is not really based. It actually did a really good job at following the Bible. However, this one here, again, it was about um, Tim Ballard, and who was a FBI agent, and who actually quit his job because the FBI pretty much told him uh, things. You know, it wasn't FBI; it was Homeland Security, and his boss told him, "You can't, as a Homeland Security agent, go rescue a was it Mexico or you know rescue this child." from this country and rescue it doesn't you can't do that it doesn't work that way you can't do that so he just said fine i quit and then he went down there and with connections because he's because he's been working with these people for a while and he knew who to talk to and who not to talk to but uh it's one of those movies that again i it highly i highly recommend this i mean it's an ugly evil ugly world and um if you want to see how ugly it is and maybe to do something about it. Now, at the end of the movie, they actually put up a... Because at the end of the movie, the one I saw, Jim Caviezel puts up a, a, a Q code on the screen. And um, I... It says, you know, please show this. You know, buy... If, if you can, buy it for others. But we don't ever see this. Now, the interesting thing about this movie, he said at the end of the movie, was that this movie was actually made five years ago. But in the last five years, he's had every roadblock and every stopping point he could. Because Hollywood, I guess, just not does not want you to see this movie. I can only imagine why. <laughs> so, but um, it's it's one of those movies that um, you, you don't want to see, but you know you should see it. Um, nobody wants to feel bitterly angry. No one wants to feel sick to their stomach. No one wants to walk up, you know, just you know. You know, just that, and you think, you know, if that was your child, what would you do? You know, and that's the idea is, is that it shows the evil side of, of humans. It's just sick. I mean, again, I, I, I can't think of a good adjective to describe how that makes me feel, how that, you know, I mean, you want to, when you see, you know, the idea of what these people do, what the, that kind of society is, it just... It either makes you want to kill them or makes you just want to throw up. It's just disgusting beyond any words that I can think of. It just, it's terrible. But it's one of those movies that I highly recommend watching. Um, the great thing about it is now, um, I, on, on July 4th weekend, I saw um, Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. And what I found out later was that actually, and that's what ticked off Hollywood, I guess, is that actually. Um, the Sound of Freedom beat out Indiana Jones on its opening week. Uh, of course, I heard last a couple days ago that that and, and that that the numbers went down on Sound of Freedom. So I don't know if Hollywood manipulated the numbers, or maybe Indiana Jones did have more people watching it this last weekend, or whatever the case may be. But um, it's it's an awesome movie. It really is. Um, it, again, it's one of those movies that just um, it's it's close to home. Everybody has children, and you know, or if you don't have children, um, you know, nieces, nephews, um, and and the terrible thing about this is most of the children they show are preteen kids. They might show a couple kids that are maybe thirteen, fourteen ish, but most of them are very young children. Some of them as young as six and seven years old, and you know, it's just, I mean, it really hits your emotions. It really does, especially if you love children. If you have your own children, if you're close to children, it really affects you, phys- you know, physically. I mean, emotionally. It just, 
you know, I, I don't know, because he says, well, nowhere to help. I don't know what to do to help. The only thing I can think of was maybe writing your congressman and, you know, or something. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, it just, it, again, it's one of the movies that just, it's mind-blowing. Um, it really is. Um, it, it's it's the kind of movie that, um, again, you, 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 I'm glad I saw it. And I was prepared for something really, really, really bad when I was watching the movie. But I didn't know it was a PG-13 at first. But I knew basically what it was about. And I believe Jim Caviezel was a Christian. I think. I'm not sure. But still, um, it, there, there were some good parts in it. You know, I think one of the things that Jim Caviezel said, because he was asked by one of the... one of the, I think he was asked by... I think it was Vampiro is one of the guys who acts like a child trafficker, but he's not. And he's an undercover child rescuer. And he asked Tim Ballard... Why do you want to do this? And Tim Ballard's answer was because God's children are not for sale, which was like an awesome statement. He, very, very true. Anyway, my friends, this has been, from a particular point of view, thank you for listening. I'm not sure uh, when uh, next, what the next topic is going to be next week or when it's going to be. I know I have the week off to do, uh, I have volunteered my time at a kid's camp. So I don't know when the next one's going to be. But, um, yeah, if you uh, comment on this, questions, comments, you know, responses, um, watercoolercomments at hotmail.com or watercoolercomments at gmail.com. So, my friends, until next time, uh, God bless, take care, and, uh, yeah, get out there and watch The Sound of Freedom. By the way, the, what they, I think that it came from is... They're trying to get the. They're tra- in order to trap the children, trap them to rescue them. They went to a, but I think an island out in the Pacific, that only the wealthy can go to buy these children. Well, they get the children there, and they trap a lot of the bad guys. And the girls find out that they're free, so they start talking and singing and clapping, do what little girls do. And they're sitting there watching these gir- these little girls smile, talking, clapping, eating, singing. And one of the guys tells Tim Ballard, the character, is that's the sound of freedom. And it's it's a beautiful sound. It, it really is. So no, t- until next time, my friends, this is Dale. This is from a particular, particular point of view. And until next time, God bless. Have a good one. And uh, see you next time on From a Particular Point of View. Goodbye.